0: Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Each week, we talk with DEP experts about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. So that you'll never miss one of our podcasts, please subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. Today, we are honored to be joined by John O'Brien, a cartoonist for The New Yorker, and, of course, Jeff Hoffman, DEP state geologist, two very distinguished guests today here at Discover DEP. And these two have a really interesting story to tell about a cartoon that appeared in the New York Times in 1995 and the report that it inspired. As I said, back in 1995, one of John's cartoons was published in the New York Times, and the cartoon was captioned, The South Jersey Climbing Team Attempts to Climb Mount Laurel After Successfully Scaling Both Mount Holly and Mount Ephraim and it depicts this climbing team linked together traversing flat ground. So, of course, that set off in Jeff's mind as their state geologist. You know, it is kind of funny. We have all these towns in New Jersey that are called Mount uh, Holly and Mount Laurel and Mount Arlington up in Burton County, all these towns that are called mounts, but you'd be hard-pressed to find the mount that they are named after since uh, much of our state in the coastal plain down in the south is really pretty flat. And what uh, passes for mountains in New Jersey would not pass for mountains in the West, let's put it that way, because they are so much older than the mountains in the West. So Jeff and his geological survey team got thinking, and they inspired. They were inspired to write a report which is entitled Highest Elevations by County in New Jersey. So I want to thank both John and Jeff for being with us today. John, New Yorker cartoonist, what inspired you to create this cartoon?
1: Well, when I had the gig to do the New York Times, I was... They chose me because I was a cartoonist in New Jersey. They wanted, I guess, my own perspective. And one of the first things I, I did was try to go to different angles of the Water Gap, um, just uh, maybe the shore, the the elephant on the in Margate, just things that were uh, like icons of New Jersey, and just come up with uh, cartoons based on uh, you know local things that I know. And one of the, one of the first things I thought I always used to uh, just laugh about the fact that they would call these towns mount and there was no mountain there in fact when i was a boy scout it was the first time i really noticed it. we had a a hike from Cinnamon into mount laurel and i was expecting to go up this big mountain or at least something close to it and uh i got there i'm trying to think where's and we got i guess the high point was like uh, mount laurel road and uh road friends meeting house and that was it and i'm thinking (laughs) is this it this is the mountain we would go to and then i sort of noticed that mount holly was the same way and Yeah, they're calling these places mountains. In fact, after the study, I noticed that the highest part of New Jersey, of the uh, Burlington County, where I live, is all the way out near Barnegat. Wow.
0: Well, in the coastal plain and highest point in in Burlington County is what, Jeff?
2: 212 feet, Greenwood Forest Wildlife Management Area, Woodland Township too, shabby. No, that's pretty not Ford, too bad. For New Jersey, that's New not Jersey. bad. No, that's yes, pretty sir. high, especially totally. down in the southern part They're of the city. They'd laugh state. at you in Montana. But. Yes, they would. <laughs> yeah, Not
0: a mount by any description no. whatsoever. John, when you were doing some of the uh, research for this cartoon where you mentioned uh, Mount Laurel and Mount Ephraim and Mount Holly, did you find any places in New Jersey that might have had a more modest name and that perhaps they might have been able to
1: uh, brag a little bit more about their high spot? Well, yes. Uh, Pine Hill. All these other towns are called mountains, and then there was Pine Hill, which actually had an area called Ski Mountain, and there was a place in South Jersey where you could ski, south of the Poconos, which was pretty amazing, but yet they still called the, the area Pine Hill. Yeah, they
0: could have called themselves Pine Mountain, and they would have been okay. <laughs> it would have fit in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, Jeff, when you saw this cartoon, you, uh, it, it inspired you and your team to start thinking about issuing a report about the highest points in every county in New Jersey, and what did you find as you went about putting together the report about our 21 counties in their highest.
2: Well, this kind of arose out of a serendipity here. I had a a co-worker who had just come back from a mountain climbing expedition in Mount Rainier in Washington and talks about this High Pointer Club. And I'm sitting there listening to him talk. I was thinking, what are the highest points in New Jersey? We have High Point State Park up in Sussex County, I think, 1,800 feet. And the a lot of school uh, trips go to there, kids look at it. But what's highest in every county would be kind of fun. And we didn't have the technology when this occurred in the early 90s to really do that. But later on we developed what's called a digital elevation model, DEM. And these are ways or these are data taken from planes generally to give us the elevation On now we have every 10 feet in elevation data for the state. At the same time these data sets became available, there's a software called ArcGIS. Which allows us to analyze these data sets pretty quickly. So I started trying to do this. I discovered I couldn't quite get my head around it, so I assigned it to a young person who knew computers really well. And she was able to go through and look at the highest points in each county. And we kind of went it down then because we discovered that in some of the counties, in five counties of South Jersey, a high point was a landfill. Really? And so yeah. So that will, we want we want natural <laughs> the highest high natural point. point yes. Highest <laughs> natural point. So we started going through there. and We found that New Jersey's 21 counties, about 11 of these were also on private land. And so I felt a little uncomfortable directing people to private land saying a high point is there. So in the report we list what the high point is on private land. We don't tell exactly where it is, but we give good directions to the highest point on public land in each county. Mm-hmm. So for 10 of the counties, its its highest point is on public. So that's, that's kind of what generated a combination of the cartoon that I saw about the same time, and then the data become available, and the inspiration from a, a fellow co worker. And all these came together, just, and just uh, we put it all together in one package, and it's now available for anyone.
0: It's kind of great how art and science have come together to uh, mm-hmm. produce a report like this. What was, you mentioned High Point State Park, which is obviously the highest point in New Jersey. What is the lowest highest point in New Jersey?
2: Cape May is actually the lowest, at about 62 feet. You
0: mentioned Mount Rainier. I was out there uh, this summer. My uh, son and his wife, are, my son's in the Navy. He's stationed out in mm-hmm. that part of the world. And, uh, we were very lucky that uh, every day we were out there, we were out there for a week, it was clear, and we could see Mount Rainier every day. And for somebody who hasn't spent a lot of time looking at mountains, it's quite impressive. Yeah. John, you, have, you are a lifelong Jerseyan. Yes. Sir. And you have found, uh, looking through some of the other cartoons that you have drawn, you can tell two things. First of all, you've got a really perceptive way of picking up on some of the little foibles that are unique to New Jersey, but I also get a sense that you have an affection here for our garden state, because you poke fun, I think, in a very uh, affectionate way, and not a kind of really giving us the needle.
1: Hey, I live in New Jersey. I, I, I love New Jersey. I mean, I've always been in uh, South Jersey. I've never been north of Saint Del Rand, but I love love living here. Uh, I I worked at the Jersey Shore as a lifeguard for 46 years, actually every every summer since 1970. Is that right? Where, until which, two years ago, which beach? Uh, North Wild Beach Patrol. Wow, 46 years. 46 years. That's great. Yeah, just, uh, just two years ago, I I officially retired. Officially retired. But I bet you're still out there a lot. I have, and I still um, I'm still at oh. the shore all summer, uh, sure. back and forth a lot, and that's well, I got a kick out of that. Being that I'm in Cape May County in the summertime, and, and the highest point is 60 feet. Sort of goes in with the study
0: there yeah. too. So that's probably at about the top of the lifeguard stand at 60 feet. That would <laughs> be the highest point. <laughs> Give you a good view. The lifeguard the stand
1: is the highest point. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. How
0: did you get into cartooning, if that's the right word? How did you get to be a cartoonist? Let me put it that way.
1: Well, I, I ended up being an illustrator. Uh, I, I was drawing a lot. And that was sort of my forte. And I decided to go to art school. I went to Philadelphia College of Art, which is the University of Arts now. And I... Uh, you know, once I got out, I was a freelance uh, artist illustrator. I was just looking for work in every direction, you know, and I found a lot of work in children's books. Uh, right away, I started getting some. So I I was looking for other things like if anybody advertising or newspaper illustrations or, or whoever would hire me. And cartoons also seemed a natural thing. And I just had, had a sense of humor and I was trying to pet all cartoons around too. And, uh, so I started doing that. The first ones I had published were Omni magazines which was a science magazine. It's not around now. But and eventually I submitted to The New Yorker, and they started buying some of my work. And... and The New Yorker
0: is considered, I think, by everybody probably the toughest place to break into as a
1: cartoonist. It is, but, you know, they're, they're looking. You know, they, and I was lucky enough to, to have them interested in my work.
0: Of all of the Jersey cartoons that you've uh, done, do you have one that's a particular favorite?
1: Well, maybe the Washington's Crossing, because it's a silly pun, and it's, uh, you know, there, I saw signs down there that said Washington's Crossing, and I just took the uh, apostrophe away from the, the N and the S and had real George Washington's Crossing the streets there. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> silly, very base and I said, why not? That's, uh, <laughs> or the Delaware Water Gap kids. Yeah, and
0: yeah. Uh, it's funny about the yeah. Washington's Crossing, because if you go down to the reenactment, uh, they, they not only have someone as my understanding is they not only have someone portraying General Washington, but they also have a backup.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, in <laughs> fact, I
0: suppose you might actually be able to see Washington's crossing mm-hmm. down at the uh, mm-hmm. down in Washington Crossing State Park on Christmas morning. Jeff, tell us a little bit about whether any of the towns in New Jersey, we've got 565 towns, that have the word mount in them. Do any of them have a real mount?
2: I was thinking about that question earlier, and I think that's, Analogous to a kindergarten foot race. I mean, someone's going to be fastest. They're not going to be very fast, but in that population, someone's fastest. So if you're in South Jersey, even a little elevation difference—five, ten feet—is going to look like a mountain to anyone there. Everything's relative. And certainly in Northwest Jersey, we actually have real mountains of 700 foot difference between the top of the ridge line and the valley. You can see what's going on. But even in South Jersey, I know, down in the Pinelands, especially the Pine Barrens, you get a little elevation, a little rise, even five, 10 feet. You can see over the top of all the trees nearby. Mm. So, in one sense, yes, they count as mountains because that is a relative term. You see, you can't say they're not mountains. Mm. They really are.
0: Mm. And uh, did you do any research into why some of these towns got their names after a mount, mountain laurel? I don't know, maybe they had mountain laurel there or
2: something? I checked on uh, Mount Cherry, there was a person named Cherry, I believe, mm-hmm. a tavern, and it was, was the high point in the road, It's probably the driest part around, mm-hmm. and we called the mountain, because before all the modern drainage occurred in South Jersey, it was quite wet, many parts were, and even a few feet elevation is where you put your homes, and they got uh, the mount, because that's where it was dry, it was wet and dry, dry parts were the mountains.
0: Of course, it would have been, since it was the home to a tavern, it would have been simultaneously the driest and the wettest part right. of town. Yeah, that's a good point. is great. Excellent that's point. This is right. great. Another, uh, another thing in New Jersey. John, did you have any idea when you did this cartoon that it would inspire geologists and scientists to go out and, and figure out, you know, where really are these high points in New Jersey?
1: No, I, I actually, when I originally did the cartoon, I was hoping that the New York Times would like this. So, you know, there's some you submit and they don't work and some you do. But this is something that I thought was funny, mm-hmm. but I didn't know whether it would be picked up somewhere else. They happened to like it, and then I was uh, flabbergasted when you sent me the uh, they did a study on the cartoon. It was great.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really something. And Jeff, where else do you look for inspiration in the work that you do, besides cartoons in the New York Times and <laughs> the New Yorker?
2: A lot of what we do is actually in response to what the governor decides. <laughs> the governor yeah. decides is important that we go try to do it, yeah. or the commissioner, but really it's... Um, Looking at the problems the citizens have, we try to find out what geologically related problems we have insight into, whether it is current arsenic in groundwater or landslides in Jersey or carbonate caves that are forming um, in northwest Jersey that form sinkholes. So just try to keep an eye out for geologic hazards mainly Mm. and try to respond to them, hopefully before they are a real hazard, but at least after it occurs so we can figure out what's going on and try to stop it.
0: And John, you mentioned also being a lifeguard down in Wildwood for 46 years, which is quite something. Uh, what, a, what a variety of, of uh, talents and skills you have brought to your work in your life, lifeguard and cartoonist, saving people and giving people a good
1: laugh. Well, I was, you know, nine months of the year I'm sitting in my lair drawing and in my chair and working hard and have my own little world there. It's nice to have a little summertime where I was at the shore and Dealing with the public and out. Um, it's just a whole different environment to help me. I would get ideas and hear that, you know, the two work together.
0: Sure. Uh, and I would think that uh, you probably had a few uh, cartoons over the years that were inspired by things you saw on the beach as a lifeguard. Oh, certainly.
1: Certainly. I, yeah. One time I did a cartoon of uh, where I would park my truck down by the water's edge. I, I would put cones out and there was, you know, sort of reserve a spot. And one time I did a cartoon of a police officer on a beach and he had the tape around him for his spot. <laughs> That's yeah. And several people came up to me that they knew I was a cartoonist, and they came up to me, oh, we know where you got this cartoon. <laughs> That's great. And I imagine you had your
0: share of rescues mm-hmm. over the years down in Wildwood as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, every year, particularly as busy as North Wildwood is, there's um, at least a couple of day uh, rescues along the beach and bisection. Are, it's divided into several sections. And then the Wildwood, Wildwood Crest, we, you know, it's a very touristy beach, and there's a lot of people that uh, day trippers that come down and don't swim as well as maybe some of these other beaches that have people there every day and they know the water. So uh, a lot of activity going
0: on. Yeah, you so, really uh, need to respect the ocean.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> you know, it's uh, if if you're not conscious of what's going on there, if you don't
1: know to look for a rip tide or, or getting in over your head, you know, you can get in trouble very quickly. Well, this time of year too, uh, you have the hurricanes that are down in the uh, Caribbean. They could be a thousand. 500 miles away, and it's, it's affecting the ocean up here. You actually get rips from it, but everything seems calm. It's, you know, it's be a sunny day, and it's actually being affected by those things. I've noticed that every year. So August was always a time, uh, particularly late August, you, you would really have to keep an eye on and keep people in tight.
0: Uh, Jeff, what else do you have planned coming up as state geologist? I know we're talking about a upcoming display in the lobby here at 401 East State Street of uh, fluorescent minerals that are found in New Jersey. What can you tell us about that?
2: One of the best places to find first minerals in the world is a mine in northern New Jersey called the Sterling Mine. It used to be a working mine, and now it is closed to working, but it's still open to the public. There are a few levels that are open you can go in and they run tours of it. You, the, um, if you get lucky, you can get, find a place where the walls of fluoresced throughout the lights. So a portable black light will make the walls shine beautiful colors. I was lucky enough in the mid-80s to go about a mile underground where they're actually mining it out and the entire wall just showed more brightly than a rainbow in it was really quite so our goal then is in our display here at 401 is to have a little case with a black height mm-hmm. over it so anyone walking by can see specimens of these fluorescent minerals right there it's got to be way cool
0: now John, maybe this uh, story of fluorescent minerals deep in the ground in New Jersey might prove an inspiration for one of your future cartoons. I'm thinking right now.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with something. Yeah, because, you
0: know, we certainly have a lot of... I've, I've been in a fair amount of... Not recently, of course, but a fair amount of clubs over the years that uh, have black lights and see right. everybody fluoresce. You know, there might be some yeah, connection there. Yeah, yeah. Turnabout is fair play, right? But we'll keep an eye out for that. Great. I just wanted to um, conclude by observing that one of the great things about science and about the discoveries of science, and I think you both will agree, is that often the greatest ideas and the most interesting ideas kind of come about by happenstance. You know, you hear about Newton sitting under an apple tree and having an apple drop on his head, and it inspired him to come up with the law of gravity. And uh, it's great that this, this report was inspired by this wonderful cartoon that appeared in the New York Times back in 1995.
2: And I'll point out that if you want the report for yourself, go to njgeology.org and download the report, Highest Elevations by County in New Jersey.
0: Well, thank you for that. And we have on the description of the podcast a link to that. And, um, John, do you have a website or anything we ought to send people
1: to? Yes, uh, John O'Brien Illustrator. It's uh, it's a little introductory uh, website.
0: Well, that's great. We have a link to that website on the description of the podcast as well. So I want to say that what a great honor it has been to have uh, John O'Brien, lifelong New Jerseyan, cartoonist for The New Yorker and The New York Times, and a lifesaver for 46 years in North Wildwood, New Jersey. We really appreciate your coming up and sharing some of your stories with us today. This has been really interesting. Look forward to looking for more of your cartoons, and uh, really appreciate how you have helped not only inspire some of our scientists here in uh, DEP, but also how over the years you've turned a a good eye and, I think, an affectionate glance here on the state that uh, we call home and that we uh, really think is one of the great places in the country to live. So, John, thank you so much for being with us.
1: It was my pleasure, and I'm proud of the state.
0: And, Jeff, thank you, too. You uh, do great work as our geologist, and we look forward to the opening of that fluorescent mineral display down in the lobby of this
2: building. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at Enjoy the rest of your day.